Thank you very much for joining us. Welcome to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast, the show where science meets self-care and uh, where we explore the latest in health optimization. I'm your host, Amitai Eshel, CEO and co-founder of Young Goose, the world's first biohacking skincare brand. And today we're diving into the intriguing world of, well, a few things, but fertility rejuvenation with a very special guest, Zach Verkaris. Zach is actually a marine biologist turned biohacker, and he combines his love for groundbreaking work in biology with actually beauty and skin rejuvenation and overall well-being. He's known for his innovative approach to health, particularly in areas like I mentioned, dermal rejuvenation and longevity. Today, Zach will share his insight and his approach to how by turning the clock on female reproductive abilities, we can actually turn the clock on skin rejuvenation and overall wellness. And we're going to talk a lot about emotional well-being as well. Before we start, I would like to to share with you a review uh, from one of our dear listeners. So Anne says, love your podcast and skincare line. Perfect for the biohacker wanting to look her best at any age. And uh, she also has a question which I will uh, actually address later. So thank you very much, Anne. And this is a quick reminder. Mm -hmm. If you love what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcast or anywhere else you're listening to this podcast. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more listeners like you, help more people. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Now, let's welcome Zach Varkaris to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. All right, Zach, uh, welcome to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. What a lovely, lovely guest to have on. Hi, thank you very much, Amite. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. We finally get it. Third time lucky. So, yes. yeah, we <laughs> so, yeah. so we met at the uh, A4M conference, American Academy for Anti-Aging Medicine conference in Las Vegas about a month ago. And you were sitting at dinner with, um, among others, uh, Natalie Needham. Myself, Tim Gray, a few others, amazing. Katrine Wolzowski uh, and Sandy yeah, Martin. Katrine, yeah. Sandy Martin, Barton Scott from Upgrade Formulas. And uh, from all these amazing people, we ended up talking for about 30 minutes, like a couple of uh, old, uh, I don't know, old men in, in some cave. I don't know. We just uh, started <laughs> talking and uh, blocked everyone out. So I had to have you on the on the podcast. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. It was very interesting. I think I think well, the first time we actually met was actually at the stand. I went to your stand and I yeah. grilled you on it and then discovered, uh, you know, who was the science behind it and so on and so forth. And I and yeah. I just I, I, I liked your yellow glasses. I had the matching blue ones. I think that was the <laughs> that was the that was it. Right. But it, it was interesting because it's been very new to me, all these things, the, the anti-aging longevity conferences. It's all very new to me, although I have a background in the sciences. And I found there's a lot of BS, should we say, in, yeah, in, yeah. in these places, but then there's a lot of hidden gems, and you were one of those, as, amongst others, of where there's people who are really trying to do something that is valuable, and I think it's time for us, to those people that have value, to, to really join together and see if we can expand that. And so I've always been a fan for potions and lotions. 
and <laughs> creams and, 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 you know, I have my own myself, you know, I like to like to do those. Um, uh -huh. But my background is really more on the sort of stem cells and the, and the sort of, should we say the hardcore science stuff, although that's the yes. same ap applications to, to fertility as well as aesthetics. Yes, and I think this is what's so exciting about having you on is that, you know, starting from the same place, but going into uh, really the forefront of, of rejuvenation science, if you would, right now. So maybe we could start by you explaining a little bit what you're engaged with now, because this is a fascinating subject. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we, um, thank you. But we uh, have created a, a process that reverses or delays menopause in women. And why is that so important? As guys, we don't have a clue about that. Uh, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> but why is yeah. that so important? Well, there's very significant studies that show the later a woman goes through menopause, the longer she will live. Now, mm -hmm. a lot of that is not necessarily a causation study, but it's more of a sort of uh, evidential study. So it's slightly mm -hmm. different. But we applied our knowledge of taking stem cells, autologous stem cells, and centrifuging those, adding those to exosomes, certain types mm -hmm. of exosomes, plasma exosomes, and then applying them to the certain types of organs to rejuvenate or to maintain the vitality of those organs. Yeah. We started this in 2018 with a clinical trial using PRP, which I'm sure you've heard of, platelet-rich plasma. Yeah, platelet-rich plasma. Yeah, and we discovered very quickly that that's like shooting a pea shooter against a freight train. It just has no no effect. I mean, it just it's yeah, it's called the vampire facial. It's wonderful, and we can go on about V cells and yada yada yada. But the reality is, it it's it's just not enough concentration of what you need. So we went yeah. to what we call the rocket fuel, and that's mm -hmm. bone marrow derived stem cells. Mm -hmm. Autologous as well, not allergenic. Autologous means from yourself as opposed to allogenic, which is someone else's, which is from the Greek, yeah. after logos and allogenos, but anyway. But there we go. <laughs> so the point is, is that we have that situation that we did a study and then we, we found that there was a lot of limitations with PRP, as we said. So we went into stem cell rejuvenation. Now, so far, we've been going two years. Mm -hmm. We've had significant success on this. Now, we were delayed, unfortunately, due to covid so just as we were about to get going everything shut down and we couldn't do you know a lot of issues so we had a, a year and a half delay which in a weird way has actually been or in, in a strange way has actually been very beneficial to us but the long and the short of it is we've had an 85 percent success rate in reversing or delaying menopause mm -hmm. we've had wow. um increased performances in both the hormonal levels for women the average age of the woman has been 51 to 52 years old depending the, the best success we had is a 61-year-old where we reversed the menopause, uh, who'd been four years menopausal, and started to menstruate again. Now, she hasn't had a child, okay, but she has had the benefits of being fertile again. Now, what we discovered from that was it wasn't just a procedure, because a lot of what we do with this area is that we... We take a, a product. Oh, we have a problem. Let's just, just give it a, tech, a pill. Let's give it an injection. Let's give yeah. it something and fix it. We don't look at it like that. What we do is we look at the underlying factors behind that. And then those underlying factors, if they work, we then fix them, right? Yeah. So 
that's what we've done. We call it Rejuvocyte uh, and the, the exotherapy procedures, but Rejuvocyte is the actual name of the product. And we are now in phase two, where we are having about another 150 to 200 people go through this procedure. We're looking to have uh, that 61-year-old have a child for the first time with her own eggs. Wow. Whether she does or not, we'll see. We're also going to get people that are willing to start talking about it online, which is a big deal because there's a lot of privacy that people want and we have to keep yeah. that quiet. But our ethos is as follows. A fully functioning reproductive system combined with aesthetic maintenance is the foundation for a fully extended life. Mm -hmm. And what that means is our bodies can live to 125, 140 years. So say 125 years. But you don't want to live to 125 decrepit. You want to yeah. have a, be 125 with the physicality of a fit 40-year-old or fit 45-year-old. Yeah, no one says, you know, I want to live past 80, but I want to experience every age at that age. <laughs> I don't want to be 80 like everyone else is 80 and then find out how worse you can feel at 120, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly right. And so... The thing is, I think what, what a lot of people are doing in the, in the, and I think biohacking and longevity are slightly different terms. I think biohacking is about how to fix your body with maximum performance. Uh -huh. And longevity is almost like, I don't want to die. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a, sort of in between two camps. If you're afraid to die, it means you're probably afraid to live. So that's number yeah. one. So I think you, you want to be able to, you've got to embrace life. But at the same time, it's understanding the underlying causes, not just pumping yourself with peptides and yeah. steroids and whatever else it is. I mean, I'm not saying all of the things are bad, but it's you have to understand that you can't be playing biological whack-a-mole with everything. Yeah. So that's what we do. And that's, that's our basic area. And we primarily work with follicular-based organs, which is ovaries, testes, and skin. So which is where we obviously, you know, cross-reference with our with our products because the reality is those types of organs are, are differentiated, less differentiated than, say, a, a nerve cell, which is very specialized type of cell. Yeah. And so what happens is we have ways of keeping those organs youthful. Mm -hmm. So we take stem cells and we worked with ovaries. Now, why women and why particularly women and not men? Well, the reason is that it's the one time that women are actually less complicated than men. It's the one time, which is, is fundamentally that yeah, it's a, we it's just... A, it's a much more binary system, right? Well, it's almost like, it's almost like having a phone and, and, and having a PC. They've both got chips yeah. in them. They've both got... But it's much more densely populated in with men. And yes, men are more binary in many senses, yeah. yeah. So there's fewer, fewer moving parts. With women, there's lots of stages you can improve. So every time you improve a little piece of it, it improves their stage. And also they have menopause, which men yeah. don't have such a clear rate determining step where you start to feel those effects of aging. So we worked with women and also women are far more inclined to admit that they're frail. Guys, you know, we think we're in invincible. Yeah, man, we can go on forever. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't work that way. No, so, no, it so, doesn't. No, no, not at all. So, so, so that's what we do. And we worked with, with, with that and we've had some very good success, uh, much better than we planned much better than we hoped for. And we obviously want to build on that. And we want to be yeah. offering that to more people. Incredible. So yes, some of the things that you said are obviously they, they intersect between what we, we do and, and what you do. One of the main things, you know, when I get invited to talk in different podcasts, a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast are listening to it because of my appearance in somewhere like Dan Greenfield or something like that, where I say, you know, 
our body is really designed to carry us until we cannot bear children anymore as far as our optimal appearance and optimal performance. And after that, it's really designed only to survive, to, to benefit with our knowledge to the, to the environment or, or to, to our, obviously, to our offsprings, etc. But we cannot really achieve, you know, appearance and the rejuvenation of our communication of vitality if we do not maintain our ability to be sexually viable, if you would, or reproductively viable. So it's a very interesting concept, what you're talking about right now, is, is that uh, duality between these two things. So how do you approach it? I, I understand the idea of, of targeting it with stem cells, but how does it functionally happen? What's, what's going on in that process? Okay, great question. So the first thing is, is before you do any, any procedures, you have to understand what the baseline is. You have to know the organism. Okay, so yeah. the first, a lot of what people do is they say, oh, you know, I've got, I've got heartburn. Oh, take a yeah. pill. No, find out what's causing the heartburn. Okay, so in other words, when you have an issue with sexual, I, I totally agree with what you said, and it's it's almost you know it's ancient as as every any ancient text or biblical text will be. It's all about you know go forth and multiply, and and this mm -hmm. is what we're about. So we have to understand the nature of us as an organism. We are fundamentally a sexually reproductive organism, and mm -hmm. so the first thing that we do before we do anything is we baseline the candidate and we look at their lifestyle. Their mental health, very important. Emotional health, the effect the emotions have on the, on the body is, is phenomenal. Uh, something that we've come up with from that. The, their diet and exercise, you know, the standard, the blue zone diet stuff, exercise, all the usual standard stuff that people do. But it's not all quite the same, right? It one's slightly different. Once you've baselined that, you then can determine what people need. Mm -hmm. When we take those stem cells out, we then apply a certain number of stem cells to the actual organ itself relative to their size. And I'm not going to give equations out on the, on the, on the podcast, but uh -huh. there's a special formula that we use that, that we've created that we so far has been working, which is relative to body mass, body size, and there's a number of other variables that we use. Um, mm -hmm. and what it does is, is that these, this is where there is some areas of, we know that this works and there's other areas that we know we don't know why things work clearly which is why we have to do the studies mm -hmm. we know that if you take a stem cell it will differentiate into this into the cell surrounding it if it's attached to it long enough which is mm -hmm. a basic study we can i can send those through if you want afterwards but the point is what's the benefit for that what why does that even work and why, yeah. why is having a stem cell that differentiates into a part of the ovary, how is that going to reignite your system? What's really happening is there are signals within your body, and the argument is something called pre-programmed aging. So uh -huh. there, there are two schools of thought. One is you age and you maintain your body parts and keep going on for forever and ever. And there's another school of thought which is that we are programmed to age at certain points. So you go through puberty, you age. You go through menopause, you age. You go through old age, you really age, and then you die, mm -hmm. right? So you have these three key points. So there are certain setups within what we call the, the genetic code. And those genetic codes say if we can 
keep the body in this environment where it feels like it's supposed to be, as you say, reproductive, uh-huh. that will allow the, the body to work reproductively. And mm-hmm. so we believe that by adding those stem cells into these organs, what it does is it, and with, along with the exosomes as well, it signals the body into making itself believe that it is still in the reproductive mode. And therefore, yeah. the endocrine system is rebooted into a sexual function and reproduction rather than a menopausal state. Yeah, it reminds me two things. First of all, to, to, to hammer in the point I said before, and I think it's going to make sense to you know anyone who's listening if they really <laughs> dedicated some, some brain power to it. But our genes are really only, you know, only obviously transmitted forward in time during the creation of a baby. So whatever gene isn't present or functioning at that time or whatever, you know, quality didn't bring you up to this point, it, it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anything that, you know, the reason we have so many diseases in old age is because the body doesn't really care what happens then, right? And we, we can talk about, you know, why do people live, live so long? Obviously, if they live so long, they can contribute to the tribe or whatever, but that, that, is, that is only a function of the information they carry. So their, their ability to live a successful, energized, happy Vital life is secondary at best, at best, evolutionarily, okay? What you're saying hits home so hard because what you are doing is you're, you're, you're just maintaining or rebooting the body to stage one, basically communicating to it. No, 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 you're still, you know, you're still viable to, to transmit your information forward. You have to, to keep yourself youthful in every other area as well, which is incredible. And obviously, recently in the last month, David Sinclair finally released his information theory of aging, which basically echoes that, that we have some kind of saved information of what it means to be youthful all the time, like a backup to that, to that information. So by accessing that, that, that transmission of I am youthful again, you have the reservoirs to kind of act on it as far as your body is concerned. And it's only a matter of, you know, how do we communicate that, those signals in the best way, which is very interesting. It's a very valid point. I, I think, though, that it's like it's there are two parts to that, though. The first part is, is that is that for a start, uh, we're not trying to have you live forever. We're just trying to max uh-huh. out your 150 years, 200 mm-hmm. years, maybe, maybe 200, 125 years. So what we're, what we're looking at is, is that, okay, let's look at that. What parts of your body don't age? Now, a nerve cell fundamentally won't age for hundreds of years. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's differentiated. It's got very few moving parts. Yes, the fat, the Schwann cell around it will disintegrate, but the actual nerve cell, the, the neuron itself will not disintegrate. So, but if it breaks, like a spinal column breaks, well, then it's very hard to fix. So what a lot mm-hmm. of people have been doing, they've been trying to fix sort of traumatic injuries or really mm-hmm. big injuries. And, and, and rather than looking at, okay, let's look at the lowest common denominator, best bang for your buck. Okay, well, what makes you a man? What makes you a man? Your muscles, your brain, your deep voice, et cetera, et cetera, right? All those things that make you a man, your body's programmed itself to do that. 
right? Mm -hmm. So why not just keep your body into that cycle? Now, as yeah. long as your fundamental skeletal structure and nerves do not disintegrate, and again, there are many things that can happen. You can have issues with Alzheimer's and so on and so forth, whatever it is. But yeah. let's just keep it really, really simple, right? What single process in your body is the most vital generating, vitality generating and youthful generating process? And that is sexual function and reproduction. Yeah. If you look mm -hmm. at it, any other, there's no other process that keeps your bones dense, your muscles strong, your brain clear, and same with men and women in different varieties, mm -hmm. yeah? So why not just, instead of trying to give yourself peptides to generate muscles, instead of trying to change your ionization to minimize Alzheimer's, why not just restart the system in your body that tells you to do that? Now, on the assumption that you don't have, you know, very bad back or very badly damaged structure, which obviously can happen, I understand that people have injuries or they don't take care of themselves. But on yeah. that, that, that assumption, if you can take that out of the way, you have the ability to buy an extra 10, 15, 20 years of life with the physicality of someone who's 40 years old when you're 70 or 80. Now, we have members of our team who, who are in their 70s, 60s and 70s, that you would not believe it. And they've had no wow. Kardashian plastic. They are absolutely all natural. And they, yes, they have great genetics, but they also, genetics only gets you so far, you know? Yeah. You have to be able to manage those. Now, the other thing you did mention about when you're born, you're born with certain genes. I don't 100% agree with that. Okay, there are some epigenetic effects that you can change in your body. So things like mosaic Turner syndrome, for instance, a Turner yeah. syndrome, you get a chromosomal defect. Well, mosaic Turner syndrome is not inherited. It happens due to environmental factors. And we do have a lot of environmental factors that really affect the fertility of both men and women. I mean, you know, you, you're shooting half as many live rounds as your grandfather was 50 years ago fact yes and that's because of a number of reasons which we won't get into but but they're, they're there and so so that is something that i think we need to look at and we discredit that at our, at our peril but one area that i think is not really talked about with this area is yes we have bad environments so you have good diet you have good exercise you have good whatever you've got to do but no one talks about the fact that we are human beings and we are emotional creatures and yeah. the emotions are the oil that lubricates the engine. I mean, I we have they have a saying. They have a saying in Greek, uh, which is, "If I if I don't drink or smoke, I'll live to be a hundred. But even if I don't, it will feel like it." So, in other words, it's the emotions behind it, you know, whereby you know you you have this sort of feeling. And I think what we talk about is not lifespan or health span. We talk about something called Freudenspanner, which is the the German, we like German words, joy span, but we, 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 we um, which is the quantitative effects that emotions have on the biomarkers of aging. And, yeah. and one of the things that got me into this was, was my, was my grandfather who, who was exceptional man, a really exceptional man. And he died at the age of 76, which was young in his family. I mean, his brothers lived to their nineties and one still alive and he's past a hundred, but he died of a broken heart we discovered mm -hmm. uh, after he died and i always thought that was an old wife's tale you know people's <laughs> hair goes white overnight or this happens or that happens. but what causes that it's the emotion 
And, and we have to understand that these are the rules of the game that we've been given. This is a game. It's a game. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a game. And we it have is, to understand the game, yeah. rules. We have joints. So you have joints. So if you want to do a squat, you have to sit your body in a certain way. If you don't, you'll break your back. You know, it's the same thing yeah. with the emotions. And we don't count the emotions. And we found that there is a very quick, clear, quantifiable technique to minimize the effects of aging using a mental understanding of emotions. We're still not there yet, but we're working it just on fertility. So in other words, if you're stressed, you produce cortisol. Cortisol makes you temporarily infertile. Plus you increase adrenaline, which causes inflammation in the joints, which also then has a knock-on effect on cleaning up detritus in your body, et cetera, et cetera, which can cause infertility, block floating tubes, so on and so forth. But if you're calm about what is happening, you can actually minimize that. How does that work? You well, know, it makes also, I mean, there, there's perfect sense to that because how are you going to have kids when, you know, if you, you know, a thousand, a uh, hundred thousand years ago, how can you conceive when you need to, you know, take care of your own survival, right? If you're, if you're being chased by lions every day or, or whatever, right. obviously that right. is, we can understand how that comes about. Right. Right, right, exactly right. And the other thing we look at is is that fundamentally we're cavemen. That's you mm -hmm. and I were cavemen. I mean, we like to think we're advanced, but biology has not caught up with society. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, you were 15, you were a dad. Well, it doesn't happen. Now 15, you're a child, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, you are, but you're biologically, you can reproduce. So society has gone to the point where now you don't graduate till you're, you know, you go to college and you do a master's, you're 23 years old, 24, uh -huh. before you're even like a grown up, right? Or you do whatever you're doing, you know? So now the question is, do we change and accept that we are, society has moved on? Or do we accept that, oh, we want to go back to being cavemen? Well, you, you can't do that. Well, well, you can, but I choose not to do that. So I'd rather I'd rather have the way that so, so that biology has to catch up with society, uh -huh. and so that means that with a woman is a prime example. She graduates high school, she goes to college. She's twenty one years old. She does a master's, twenty two. She maybe does you know uh, a career in law or something. She's twenty seven years old. Well, what about the year in India or something like that? Well, exactly on the ball. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly the year at this. She's twenty nine years old. And that's it. By the time you're 30, your your fertility supposedly falls off a, off a cliff. So what are you going to do? Are you going to start having these women having children at 18 years old? Or do you say, let's give them an extra 15 years? Let's yeah. give them an extra 15, 20 years. And that's something that's very feasible because there is enough movement in the genetic code that allows us to do that. There is enough uh -huh. to do that. And that's basically what we're about. And that's and that's us. And that's that's what we're about. That's that's incredible. And I and I, you know, a lot of the times I, I do get, you know, kind of wrongly interpreted when I speak about our genes and what we're born with. And obviously that is try to chunk to to to, to build the that tapestry of aging to a consumable bites, right? But I love your approach to the, you know, to the mental aspect of our aging. And obviously we can see a lot of uh, we were at A4M together. A4M 2022 really centered around oxytocin. And, uh, you know, a lot of people know oxytocin as like the love hormone, but really it is the hormone of being loved and accepted. And what's crazy about it is that one of the best things that we can do 
for longevity, optimal performance, health, is having an amazing community. So, and obviously it's very, in the Western world, that's one of the things that we leave behind. I mean, uh, that is one of the things that we uh, let go of when we go into advanced civilization. And I don't want to go get into this right now, but that is something that we need to understand that we cannot really replicate living, as you said, as cavemen in that type of society. So what is some of the work that you guys are doing around the mental aspects and the communal or, or the mental aspects? And I'll let you kind of explain. Okay. That. Well, we call, we call it the emotional aspects, not the mental yeah. aspects. So, so it, it, it's a slight, it is small, but very distinct difference. So mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. If we, if we just saw someone get shot, for instance, and you mm-hmm. were devastated because that person saved your sister's life, right but i was like okay whatever because that person killed my sister right Mm -hmm. therefore we both have valid emotions right we both have valid emotions but the reality is which one is right there is no right or wrong it just is what is valid relative to you so the first thing that the first thing that we do is we take a full breakdown of we do things like we do a personality test you know the uh, you know the sort of 16 personalities type of thing we do a mental health question about how you feel what your your sense of self-worth is what other issues you have do you have substance abuse issues and what you know so on and so forth then we look at also what drives you what is important to you what your goals are because once you have that framework, like if I look, I look at you and I see you, you look like a fit guy. Okay, great. You look like a fit guy. But what, what drives that? Is it because you choose to be fit? Is it because you're naturally fit? Is it because your parents made you get fit? You know, that all three are valid. But if it's because you chose it because you were 300 pounds when you were 15 and, and everyone used to laugh at you and now you wanted to get fit, that's a very different mental mindset to the person that was told because your dad was super fit and he made you do it. It's a very yeah. different dynamic. And the thing is, why that's a different dynamic is because it means that how you react to a certain situation is indicative of who you are as a person, your experiences, and also your actual mindset as a, as a person. And that's very important. So I'll give you an example. We have three different candidates. I, won't, I can't say names, but I'll just say, give you some overview. They're all similar age. They're all similar biological structures, mm-hmm. but they've all had very different lives, very different lives. And how you deal with each one of those to make sure that we can maximize their health and their fertility requires different approaches to their health and requirements so one person for instance requires a lot of hand holding for physical exercise because they fundamentally just have no motivation yeah. for it the other person has mental issues i can't go into details again but i will just say that those mental issues are such that they are extremely they require handling with kid gloves but in actual yeah. fact, their biological issues are fantastic. So those emotional those emotional dynamics are not accounted for. I'll give you an example. A doctor says to some, you know, a couple come into a doctor and say, I want to have children. Oh, you're too old. Go and get some uh, don- donor eggs. Really? Is that what you're going to say to someone? It's a bit like saying to you, listen, mate, don't worry about it. Just chop your nuts off. You'll be fine. It's okay. No, it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, it's okay. You're not thinking about how they feel. And because... Yeah. We're not machines. If I if I say to you every day, you're an idiot, you might not become mm-hmm. an idiot, but it's going to affect how you think about life. 
And so those things that we have to look at. And so there's a lot of undoing or understanding where people are coming from. And that's how we apply those emotional aspects. And that's why we've had such good success, admittedly, with a very small sample size. And admittedly, it's a very labor-intensive job. But we have had very good success because of that, because we're looking at the underlying factors beneath it. We've had a couple of people come to us and we'd say, why do you even want to have children? Why, why are you doing this? And that's one of the questions we ask straight away. Why, why, why are you doing this with us? You know, we, we, yeah, yeah, we'll take your money, but why? And so that makes them think. And sometimes they go, actually, you know, you're right. I don't want to do it. You're quite right. And for our point of view, that's a success because we are giving them the ability to control their own destiny. And being in the, the biohacking world of A4M and all the longevity things and so on and so forth, you know, it's about knowing thyself. It's about being able to control your own destiny within the small amount of control that we have in life. And that's what we're about. And a lot of that's emotional. A lot of it's emotional. Very well put. Very well put. Hey there. This is Amitai, co-founder and CEO of Young Goose and uh, host of the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. I wanted to take a brief moment to share something really special with you, our dedicated listeners. At Young Goose, we've always been about more than just skincare. We are about cellular care. We believe in not just addressing the signs, but truly diving into the very source of skin aging. The reality is, as time goes on, our skin undergoes damage, and this damage accumulates, gradually leading to those signs of aging we all see and know very well. But what if we could hit the rewind button? What if we could delve deep, in, uh, not into the layers of the skin, but into the life-sustaining mechanisms of our skin cells? That's exactly what we're doing at Young Goose. We're pioneering a renaissance in skincare by employing principles from regenerative medicine. By rejuvenating and restoring the cellular functions, our products aim to rewind time, gifting your skin a youthful, vibrant glow. And for our Biohacking Beauty listeners, we have a special treat. Head over to younggoose.com right now and use the code PODCAST10 to get 10% off your first purchase. Discover the magic of truly transformative skincare. And hey, because we value our returning customers just as much, use PODCAST5 on your subsequent purchases to get 5% off. And the best part that this discount can be combined with subscriptions in our already discounted systems. So why wait? Dive deep into the realm of regenerative skincare with Young Goose and let your skin thank you. Remember, it's not just skincare, it's cellular care. And now back to our conversation. How about the aesthetic aspect? Because you did mention this is one of those pillars. Right. So how you look is how you're perceived. How you're perceived is how you're treated. We've had these things where we've dressed up in outfits and gone around LA in, in like different <laughs> outfits. And it's amazing how differently you're treated. Wow. It's uh -huh. amazing. You, you know, if you put on a certain outfit and you look like a street bum and you walk around, you're treated differently, either with scorn or disdain or fear or a mixture of all they're not sure what you're going to do are you going to stab them are you some crazy or if you walk around looking like you're a you're sort of like you know you're sort of like a, a dad with a like you know with a little like shorts and you look like you're a tourist you're treated differently 
and and, yeah. it, and it makes a difference. So in other words, how you look is how you perceive. Now, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What you found beautiful and what I find beautiful could be will be different. Maybe they're similar. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But we will all agree what we view as healthy. Yeah. And healthy are some very clear points. So skin, which I know they say it's the largest organ in the body. I, I, it's not technically an organ, but it is an organ. It's the first barrier to disease. It's the mm-hmm. first barrier to preventing injuries and sort of infection. So maintaining good skin is very important for you. Now, there are three parts that maintain skin, hydration, elasticity, and fat retention. Mm-hmm. Well, the first, the, 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 the first and the last are very easy to do, hydration and fat retention. You have your creams and so on and so forth. You know about that. We use some of our own things. We use very natural stuff like marula oil, and we use some other sort of methoxylated glycerol stuff like that. Yeah. But elasticity is a very hard one to create. And mm-hmm. to create that ability of flexibility in the skin is very, very hard. And that is what we work on. And we're working on trying to keep you not necessarily as youthful as possible, but as vital as possible. That glowing, healthy skin. Yeah. You don't have like the crepiness. You don't have lines. And, you know, and, and we all have lines because as your face moves, you get lines, right? You can't help that. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 more about how those form like a good piece of leather. You have to like age it correctly. So mm-hmm. in terms of aesthetic maintenance, keeping yourself funk looking healthy will make you feel healthier. And yeah, you can say it's all you know smoke and mirrors, and it's all like you know very wishy washy. But there is a very clear dynamic that if we have our candidates that come to us and they're overweight. We help them lose weight. Their cortisol levels actually drop significantly because they feel yeah. better about themselves. And we've measured it. We've measured it from like drops of like 300% drops in cortisol. It's, it's crazy. I, I, we couldn't believe how much it was. All because we're saying to you, if you do X, Y, Z, ABC will happen. So do this, you'll lose five pounds. They lose five pounds. They believe, A, they trust us. And B, they feel better about themselves. And it, it has a, a sort of positive loop. Now, yeah. That's what we're about. And as you know, you work with young goose. You want to keep everyone like a young goose, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I understand the um, kind of uh, driving, the drive, the mental driver behind it. And I do understand how it all ties together. And I also, you know, you, you've explained to me off air about some of the amazing things you can do as far as like products. But uh, uh, is that all you do or do you also target those stem cell and exosome uh, treatments, you know, topically or, you know, to the skin specifically? What's going on there? Right. Okay. The answer to that is in broad terms, yes. Mm -hmm. But do we offer that to people as a product that they can buy at the moment? No. Mm -hmm. And the reason we don't is because because we're still working on maximizing those those areas. So we are running a, a very small pilot study at the moment with a number of people of different ages and races and sexes and so on and so forth and seeing what's happening with the improvement of skin elasticity, skin thickness, fat retention content. So as you know, if you have like say some oil, you put oil on your face. Well, the reason you put oil on your face is not to keep it oily, is to keep the moisture trapped yeah. inside the skin because it's the hydration that keeps you keeps you well, keeps you mm-hmm. looking youthful and plump. But that doesn't change the elasticity of the skin. 
So we're working at the moment on using stem cells, not exosomes, stem cells. Uh, the mm -hmm. exosomes are used as a form of biological chewing gum. In the same mm -hmm. principle as we are with, with ovaries, whereby we will apply the relevant stem cells to the part of the skin, whereby we're going to improve the elasticity of the skin. Do we have a product that we can sell to people at the moment? No, we don't. That's going to be happening this year. And hopefully mm -hmm. once the results are through, we can we can talk about that and, and talk about that more importantly. But we do have people that use it, like our uh, head of client services, she uses it. And believe you me, she doesn't look her age. But that's, that's again, it's that's not something that we, you know, we, we still have to have efficacy, safety. We have to have all of these products. You know, we're professional about that. So we, we, we can't offer that yet. But we're looking at that. And, and again, this is we're, we're the early doors in what we're doing. It's very early doors. You know. Definitely. There's also the, the obviously the uh, constant fear, as we saw now with the peptides, that the FDA is going to come around and say, you know what, that's not something that we like, you know, to be around. So how much, you know, time, effort, energy, money, etc. you're investing in it before we understand where, you know, the FDA, uh, how and how the FDA is approaching it. So I, I completely understand the, um, I would say, the measured approach to it, which is obviously admirable. I mean, you you don't want to subject people to uh, an un, unfinished product, if you would. Kind of, Zach, to get people help if they want it, if they need it, where could they, how could they learn more? How could they approach you to learn more? What is the process? Okay. Well, that's great. Well, they can come to, uh, go to our website, which is austinbiotech.com. I'm sure you can leave the link on it uh, afterwards. Yeah, and they can schedule a consult or they can just find out some information about what we do there on the website Fun, at the moment the best way is to schedule a consult what we normally do is we do a registration and a consultation which involves about an hour to two hours of work with the person and sort of ways that we can help that's what we we normally do there are also other products that we use and recommend. So things like, as I said, we talked about marula oil and also yeah. some of the serums that we use. But that's really, if you, that's really sort of, we work, we've been asked by other companies to, to analyze their products and we have analyzed them and we now put our weight behind them. So things like, as we said, those types of oils that are very useful. Um, so yeah. that can be found at places like Kalahari Gold. Again, I can put the links in in the yeah. at the end of the at the end of the podcast. But that would be the best way to get a hold of us if they're interested. But again, this is really about fundamentally we we are much more focusing towards the female demographic at the moment because mm -hmm. most longevity is based around men. Yeah, you know, the, Brian, the Brian Johnsons of this world, right? And the the Dave Asprey <laughs> and whatever, right? So you know, I mean, it's like. Anyway, no comment. But the thing is, the point is, the point is, is that is that um, we we have we're focusing from fundamentally with women. You know, our target audience is thirty eight and above, but thirty eight to forty eight and forty eight to fifty eight, they're the, the two uh -huh. sweet spots. And we can't help everyone because some people might not be able to pass the baseline. You know, they might have issues with cancer markers and safety issues like that. But one thing I will bring up though about the FDA is you have a right to do whatever you want to your body. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're informed, no one can prevent you doing that. They haven't got that far yet. They haven't got to that point where they're, they're going to prevent you doing what they're going to do. They'll try, but they'll fail. 
so there are many ways it can be done so it, procedures can be done and they will be done but they might not be done in the united states it might be done in the caribbean or colombia or wherever they will be done if on the western hemisphere or there's parts in the middle east which is very very pro this yeah. and there's a lot of governmental support that have worked with governments that have worked with us and want us to be out there specifically in some very big government initiatives so the u.s isn't the only place in the world and we can travel mm -hmm. right so there are plenty of ways to do that but that's the best way to get hold of us is to uh, just to register an interest send us an email on on our on our uh, website one member of the team will get back to you there's about four or five key members of the team that would be able to speak with you about it men and women but again we primarily help with women um if men have fertility issues we can recommend people to go to but we're not you know we're not sort of specializing with men at the moment got it yeah well that's super super a super interesting conversation zach i'd love yeah. to have you again once you know we have some news for us and 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 to kind of check in with you and see how things are going uh, obviously all the links are going to be in the show notes so if anyone's driving you know if you yeah. cannot can i write things down uh make sure to check the show notes and uh yeah zach uh much much success we we I mean, I'm very impressed, and and uh, I am rooting for you. So uh, thank you. As they yeah. say, as they say, lechaim, right? You know, lechaim exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, ef charisto. Paragalo. Yeah. So I will be. I will be in Florida in February. So so I will come and say hello. Yeah. If you're around, yes, yes, right? so, you're going to be in the Biohacking Expo, uh, right? Biohackers I, I Expo. Will, yes, I will. I will be speaking at it. Yes, I will be speaking. Fantastic. So we will see you there. Thank you, everyone, okay. for joining. Uh, if you have any questions for Zach, obviously, go ahead and uh, shoot them any type of uh, communication. And uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great podcast. I'm actually, I can tell you, uh, some of my pe best podcasts or the ones that I like the most are the one that uh, deal with kind of the cutting edge, obviously, of, of skin rejuvenation, health rejuvenation, etc. So thanks, Zach, for sharing his fascinating journey in that field, his insights into longevity, skin health, and and the marriage between them uh, and age reversal, I can tell you, is very fascinating to me personally. Before we end today, I would like to answer three questions from our listeners. If you would like your question answered, one of the best ways to do it is actually leave it as a part of a review on our podcast. So as I promised, Anne had a question, which is a question regarding red light therapy, which is great because we just had a podcast about it not long ago. Question on red light therapy for skin. There are so many different guidelines for how close red light therapy panels should be from the skin for best results. Some experts say six inches, others say 18 inches. The studies mostly use six inches. Uh, she has, and she says the brand, the brand that she has is Platinum LEDs, that the, there is a Biomax 300, which is, I would assume, which is the overall strength of the unit is 300 watts, which I would assume is a smaller panel, going to fit to the face. So please advise many things. So you're right, Anne. So why six inches? Why 18 inches? Why not be super close to it? So why do we not want to basically glue our face to it? It's because most of the light actually gets absorbed when a 
a, a light bulb isn't a laser. It means that it has a specific angle. Normally, it depends on the panel between 30 to 60 degrees of angle where the light pours out of. So at around six inches, that is when the light kind of covers the entire skin that it's aimed at. And we are getting a compounding effect because many, a few different diodes, light from that, those diodes actually reaches the skin. And that is why six inches would be the strongest as far as the amount of photons, which is the particles of, of light that kind of reach the skin and absorb into the skin. So why do some experts talk about 18 inches? And that is because, by the way, so 6, 12, 18, 24 inches are when those kind of confluences of energy interact. So, and I actually wanted to create like a, a kind of a little thing you'd stick to the floor and, and it would direct you how far to stand. And the reason is this. When we use wavelengths, especially like near-infrared, because red light therapy panels actually normally have two types of diodes, red and near-infrared. Some panels like um, Mito Red already have four different wavelengths that you can toggle between, but for the most part, they have two. And the light at six inches, a lot of it actually overshoots the skin and gets absorbed deeper in the body. So, you know, anything from blood vessels to our muscles. And that is why a lot of experts say 18 inches is preferred. Now, the, the science, it's, it's very difficult to answer your question because most re research, as you mentioned, is going to be in uh, six inches because classical science says what we want to do is just accumulate as much energy in safely, okay, because there is an upper threshold, safely according to every second, basically, in a unit of time. So you can think of working out, right? We don't want to lift like 100 pounds in a span of like a day. We want to do it like in a short amount of time, in an hour for that matter. Or we want to have as many reps in an hour, not in a day, to get the best results. Having said that, because there is, like working out, there is a you know, level of fatigue we reach, our skin, our mitochondria reaches with red light therapy, I would suggest if you are only interested in skin benefits, to stay 18 or even 24 inches away from the light source to get specifically, almost exclusively, only skin benefits. Because most of the light is going to absorb into the skin, and you can stay in front of the light for a longer period of time. So instead of like 10 minutes, you can stay for 20 minutes. That is my take on it. And anyone who kind of knows my history, you know, a lot of those protocols <laughs> refer to me. So, uh, and, and to my previous ideas and, and concepts. So I would, again, suggest 18 to 24 inches. It's significant. Again, if you have a, a like a LED mask or, or something like that, obviously it doesn't apply to that. This applies to panels. If you are interested, I did mention before different strengths that you want to aim at. That would be at source. And um, yeah, so that is a, a an answer for that. Since I gave kind of a long-winded answer, we're gonna we're gonna stay with one question today. But if you if you have a question, the best thing to do is what we did today is leave it in in a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you um, listen to us. 
uh, I, again, urge you, don't forget to subscribe to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast for more conversations that help you unlock your best self. And until next time, I was Amitai Eshel. Thank you very much for tuning in. And we'll see you here next time. Thank you.